Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? You look awfully sexy today. I do. Yeah. Maybe we should take some pictures. <laughs> we were trying to video before and we were really messing it up. So we decided to podcast because we're better at that, apparently. <laughs> One of these days. We'll just have videographer following us around, right, Kristen? Yeah. Lucky. I was about to say lucky man, but lucky woman. (laughs) (laughs) I think a man might add a little spice to our life. Um, Speaking of spice, have you had any spices in your life lately? Yes. And? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I introduced this topic of last week, which... If you haven't listened, it's a pretty spicy, juicy topic, but it's about sexual sexual transmutation. And the podcast was called Power Coupling. Yes. Podcast. (laughs) Because we didn't think sexual transmutation would be the best topic. No, but that's what we're talking about. And today we have like a little follow-up because I've had now, I've had a bunch of conversations this week with men, Mm -hmm. which was fascinating. Probably because you read that article and it turned you on so much. It got you. It did. And you know, Mr. L, we're both twirling our hair. That's hilarious. (laughs) And Mr. L showed back up on the scene this week after I read this article, partly because I invited him. (laughs) Yes, you did. I did. Very, very clearly. And so if you don't know what you're talking about, just what we're talking about, just to go back over it quickly, is that when the masculine and the feminine energies come together in a really powerful way, that they can serve to have the woman's genius meet the man's genius and transmute through sexuality him into his genius uh, for work or for art or anything that he's working on. And Chris and I really feel like both people get transmuted. Yes. Even though it's an older book, and so it was focused on the man. And I think what we're trying to establish today, or certainly what I'm curious about from some conversations this week, is does the woman already have to be in her genius, her feminine genius, Mm, like mm -hmm. the ultimate power that women have? Does she have to already be there? And really kind of focus her energy that way in order for that coupling to go so high that it actually creates a genius opening for him. And what would that look like for the woman to be in her genius? And And do women know what it looks like? I don't think men know what it looks like at all. But I think sometimes we just randomly get there and we're like, wow, that was (laughs) earth shattering or that was mind blowing and... We could go right to the holy fuck because mm-hmm. it brings that. that. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's not beat around the bush. Be- <laughs> or let's. Or let's beat around. We're not beating. Um, or tickling around the tickle bush. tickle around the bush. <laughs> I like where this oh, is going. I like where this is going too. 
So, so my conjecture, and this is probably highly controversial, and Krista has been asking me a lot of questions about it, is that the reason our divorce rate is so high is because we really have two men in every household. No matter what your actual sexual gender is, that we have so many people working and so many kids in school being trained to work. Right, to become the masculine energy. Right, and so much of even our sports culture, even now that girls are title nine into being able to be in sports, or funded, I suppose, mm-hmm. is the answer, um, we're still not gathering the feminine. So, so many families have people basically doing what two-year-olds do, which is parallel play. You're just charging through life. And then you connect, but you're both connecting from an in-charge place. That was quotation marks with my fingers. <laughs> Air, quotes. <laughs> Air quotes. Because it doesn't matter if the man is in the working world or the woman's in the working world, doesn't if matter. they're having a family, somebody is caring for the children. And caring for the children now looks like a job that has focus and a masculine trajectory, just like going to work does. Right. So some women get to both stay at home and do that like a man mm-hmm. and go to work and do that like a man. And then the man goes to work and does that like a man. And then they come home and they can't figure out where, where's all the juicy, delicious dating stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, I, obviously I stayed at home and I know you stayed at home, even though we both had side jobs and things we did, Pretty but our jobs. focus was on our family. And I know that a lot of days I felt the need to get things done and be in the mask. And even though I didn't want to, or maybe it didn't even really need to be done, but I felt like I needed to be able to prove at the end of the day, all the tasks I had achieved in order to feel valuable to the family. Right. So is the feminine in the relationship, so just the one who carries the feminine, responsible for chores all day long, which means there's no feminine because it's essentially a job. We've right. taken, so we've taken this thing that used to be sitting in the, on the grass with your kids or sitting in the dirt in the, in the village, in the you know, in the hut, in the village and, and sort of slowly gathering what you needed for your food and then slowly cooking it with the children, naked little bodies running around <laughs> with other women's support around where you sang when you were in the fields and you walked with the children and you talked to them and you, you had an energy about that had a lot of space and a lot of openness, and a lot of gentleness, and therefore there was patience. And so the the feminine field was wide open. Mm-hmm. And so when the man would come into the back into that, there was plenty of space for him to, quote unquote, get rid of his war. The war that he's out fighting in whatever place he fights it in the world. And this is why we need to make sure men have an understanding of what we're talking about here and how it's going to benefit them to understand the divine feminine and what that means for their life. Well, yeah. And let's just start with women understanding it. I'm... Yeah. (laughs) I I just had a birthday, so I'm going to have to switch saying this, but I'm 59 Mm -hmm. and I'm really just wrapping my head around... All of the years that I did parenting with a masculine energy, mm-hmm. all of the times that I ran a church with a masculine energy. Now, of course, I retreated. I took big retreats to 
find my way back to the church every week. I would leave my family literally on on Saturday nights and be, not see them again basically until Sunday afternoon because I had to expand into that space to be able to take that feminine energy into my um, spiritual center and give so much. That might be what's required of women more than we ever it's definitely required and it's needed. And it's also something that I, as the stay at home mother, felt really guilty taking. Absolutely. And so I felt like if I needed a nap or bath, that I better hide sneaking or make sure. <laughs> yeah, I was like sneaking around. And, uh, and fortunately and unfortunately, um, my ex husband worked in the house. And so that created even another level yeah. of like, oh, if he was working all day, all day long, then I better be cleaning something at all times. Like they're like if he were to walk out and I was like laying on the couch taking a nap, I would feel like shit. I would feel right. like I wasn't like pulling my weight. And what it ended up doing is just making me feel really frustrated within and my own empty. house that I didn't have any space to like do the activities that filled me up. Sometimes that meant just like singing, you know, with the radio on and dancing around in my underwear just to like get into my body and feel sexy. But if you've got somebody in the house working out there in the very masculine energy, there's no space for me to do that. Yeah. What, I, what I'm really noticing in, in your comments you're really commenting on is there's no room for the feminine energy. And we we think everyone should be working all the time. Like we've got some big fucking job to do that's so important. And it's like, do you know how kids thrive? When someone's sitting on the floor with them. Right. Playing. When they're, when not even, if you're just sitting there and they'll come to you when they want contact rather than you're on your phone or mm -hmm. you're in the refrigerator or you're wondering what you're going to do for dinner and they're talking to you and you're like stirring the stew and you're like, stop it, get away from the stove. You know, it's like you're worried about their safety and you're done 25 jobs ex except the one that we actually want. And our and DNA wants. DNA wants right. that we may not know we want. Right. Because we don't hold it sacred in our culture. Yes. And this is for working women and stay-at-home. This is oh. like for everybody. And I think we were kind of making a joke earlier of like, well, women, we're all fucked. Because it <laughs> kind of feels like no matter which path we take, there still isn't space for the divine feminine to be nurtured. So if you're a working mom and you're putting in all the hours there and you come home, well, then you have to step into the stay-at-home mom, technically, you know, that the role, job. the other job. And when do you get your bath? When do you get to read a book? When do you get to nurture yourself so that you don't want to like, you know, throw all the dishes on the table and back, here's your dinner. <laughs> like, Yeah. And here's the thing that's amazing about that, Krista, because as you pointed out, the women that we're talking about, no matter whether you stay home mm -hmm. or you go to work, you have jobs to do. And that's a right. very different mental framework. So the masculine brain thinks in lines and it thinks to goals and it thinks to results. And it's dun 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 dun, dun and makes lists and it does all these kinds of things, which most women are using to get through their lives right now. Right. Right. We're so busy. We're so full. We've just got to, and we, we might even have an assistant at this point and we're still that busy because that's what we're valuing. And well, that's what we've learned. We've gone through all those years of schooling and our schools are set up for the masculine, the achievement, the checking off Absolutely. of the list. It's and just nothing there in our schooling for to teach the skill of how to nurture yourself as a woman. <laughs> and here's what's happening. 
So when I referred to the 70% um, divorce rate, mm-hmm. what I'm referring to is the whole entire culture is suffering from this. We as women don't know we need to be doing this. It, it would open us. It would create so much more joy for so many women. I'm not saying that women have to intrinsically want to be the spacious one, but someone in a relationship has to choose to be the spacious, open, the, the sort of fluid, patient, kind, that all come with being centered in a, a more open, feminine, relaxed. relaxed, playful, sexy, sensuous person that has created a home where people can come in who've had bullying at school today or a bad, they made a bad choice and they're in the principal's office. Or, what? What? <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> Not to me anyway. Not to any of my people. <laughs> oh, I've never done anything like that either. And 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 the man or whoever is is in the masculine role of being out in the world who's been, you know, taking on all sorts of taekwondo with egos all day long and trying to, you know, maybe even is skillful at it, but still has had this onslaught of energy, needs a place to come home to settle and rest and open. And as a woman who's begun to really explore this, I have to say there's nothing more satisfying for me now that I've settled into this is fabulous It's a day where I was asking Krista earlier, what would you do if you really honored that first thing in the morning, you were going to be there for your crew? Mm You were going to do whatever they needed, if it was a dog or a cat or a husband or wife or couples or I don't know who you got in your crew, but Mm -hmm. you're going to honor your crew and you're going to let them, you're going to send them out in the world with this poof of loving, like just... And they no fighting and screaming about schedules. It just all kind of flows in like really, and it does. It really flows into the energy of loving when you're really holding a big space for it. The first thing that popped into my mind was, I want someone to come in my house and wake my youngest son up because he is such a turd to wake up in the morning <laughs> that he literally puts me in that like anxious mood like right off the bat because he just won't get out of bed, and so I have to work really hard to pull myself back into my gracious, kind, patient, loving mom who's going to sit there and have, you know, his breakfast ready. Because by the time I've had to go in his room 10 times, I'm already pissed off. And then when I'm put, shoving a cereal bowl, <laughs> I'm like, here you go. Whereas if there was somebody who was, this sounds so like first world problems, but that's no, like, it's not a first. World. it just shows me that that's a little thing that gets under my skin and it every every day it sparks that little irritation in me. Yeah, and so what we're talking about is one of the qualities of this more spacious feminine energy that's missing from our lives a lot right now is patience. Is is the time to think through if this is happening every day, how could we do this differently? Mm-hmm. How could I support my child? How could I speak to him differently about this? How could I know that he's so loved that, you know, or how could I say, okay, we're just not going to go to school today because I don't care enough. You know, right. like what choices would I've we make? <laughs> Who hasn't? There's some bribery in there too, I know. But what choices could we make if we were really holding? And what people, I know, I've talked to women about this. They think it's a cheese ball job. They think it's like, oh God, I get to just, you know, be loving and everybody else has a real life. It's like, you want to talk about a life? You get 
so connected inside. You get so That's where our culture's backwards. Delicious. We're trying exactly. to work, work, work and create all this money, 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 money. So we have time, time, time to spend with our, you know, families and trips and all that stuff. And we're harassed the whole time. Have you ever seen yeah. kids in an airport like being dragged to their <laughs> vacations? And they're like, I just want to stay home. My son used to happen with my son all the time. Mm-hmm. And one of the funny parts for me is I was a minister. But being on the board of directors and having to answer calls and having to do things that other people needed from me and having to arrange potlucks and parties and fundraisers, that's not – that wasn't in my zone of genius. You know, the feminine genius – and all I'm really saying here is as a culture, we're not honoring the feminine genius. We're not cultivating it. We're not giving women the time, or women or men, whoever wants to own this. Because we I'm don't sure even know we need it. Right. Is the thing that's what we're kind of talking about today. It's like men nor women even know that we're all suffering in a way because yeah. there isn't this element of the matriarchy. The gentle. Well, there's there's two kinds of matriarchies. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> the gentle. Yes. The loving of the feminine, not the matri. So the matriarchy can be as caught in a warlike stance with life as right. as any other but they they weren't all like that. I think when I say the matriarchy what I'm energetically feeling is like the tribe of women sitting around a hut all supporting each other working together to raise the children and feed the, the medicine tribe, woman the, the medicine shaman woman, and all of those roles are so highly respected and valued. And then we get bring it up into our day and age and it's like just slapping food on the table and shoving your kid out the door and there's no one to pick them up after school and there's no tribe feeling. There's no nurturing. It's true. It's true. And and one of the ways that women get to this space is by nurturing each other. The way we collectively would go into the day and like I said, the littlest children would be with us, and then the older children would go off with the dads, and the boys would go here, and the girls would go there. I'm not idealizing those kinds of cultures. All I'm idealizing and all I'm trying to say is if we really want to work with our sexual, our sensuous, our marriages, our partnerships, our combinations of whatever energies we want, we need to cultivate honor and respect. First of all, what is that energy? Calculate if you have any in your life. <laughs> well, because it, it's been so breeded out of us in a way through like <laughs> our school systems. And, you know, anytime you're too feminine, then it, it's like come back in line. Right. And Muscle we have up, a huge push have a, through. Right. I'm sorry. To interrupt That's you. okay. We have a huge culture based in money and based in fear that we're not going to have enough. Mm-hmm. And that feeds that because that's not where that the feminine energy is holding space for abundance. It, you, those cultures had enough. If they didn't, they moved on. You know, you you care, and all of your intuition faculties are all in the same field where there's really an opening. And what do you need to do? You need time and space to open. And so when I was staying at home, I was very much in my masculine, like we talked about, through going through the process of school and learning all of these tools and learning like how to tap into my deeper needs and tap into the things that are going to light me up and make me feel juicy throughout my day. It's taken me probably three years to transition from that hardcore masculine energy 
into a more feminine energy, I'm still not there. But the difference is it used to be that I could parent and do my job, but I didn't have any time for myself. And I felt dead inside. I did not feel sexy. I didn't feel sensual. I didn't feel like, you know, And how creative. much do you think that affected your marriage? Oh, tons. 100%. Right. And so now, obviously, I have no marriage. But <laughs> <laughs> what I've noticed is, since I'm a single mom, I am working. And I'm taking really good care of myself. I'm really bringing things into my day that feel nurturing. And I do give myself a lot of space to nurture myself, to do projects that I that inspire me, to take a bath or go do yoga, all of those things. But what I'm not quite getting to is the part that's like Susie Homemaker now, who can get a healthy meal on the table and to pres- you know present it like looking beautiful and to have everybody sitting down and to have that space and time to actually eat the meal with my children and have everybody connect. Yeah. It's like something had to give. And for me, probably because I hate cooking, uh, that part was the first thing to go. Yeah. One, out of survival, I've got to make money to support the family. And two, I can't even go out in the big, bad, scary world if my tank isn't full. full. Right. You know, it's funny that you say it because there's so many things that as we think about inhabiting a role, which ones will we give up? Which ones will we actually hold? Which one? And one of the roles that's so important for this feminine energy is the role of support. The role, and it's not support in that it's like everyone else has a life and you don't. It's that your life is this fantastic opportunity to be the sensual, the loving center, the the one that invites all of the crazy thoughts and things of the day in where they have a place to soften and land and for everybody to come back in. And like you were saying, it's it's not so important how the food looks or what on the table, but is there space for the coming together? And if we have the time, wow, mm-hmm. like really nice to be able to make good healthy, nurturing food in any way your family wants to do it, whether it's on a plate in the living room, sitting around in a circle or, you know, in a fancy, elegant dining room, however you want to present that and however your life works, the the underlying energy is what we're actually really getting to is where is the feminine energy? You know, I read about feminine culture, power all the time. Women, get in your power. Women, get in your power. Women, get in your power. This is your power. My power is in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> this is our power. You know, the, the book we were talking about last week where we were talking about sexual transmutation, it's like when a woman is fully in her power and she brings herself as a sexual connector. Like there's two full people there. She's not playing a uh, subsidiary. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, a subsistence. She's not playing a sub role of any kind. She's meeting him right there. And what they're both sharing, the three components we talked about, love, romance, and sex. And it has to, it's like alchemy. That's why it's transmutation. And that's what I wasn't able to have in my marriage. And that's where it failed because I wasn't able to tap into that romance side. I loved my husband. 
Yeah, I, I have a very similar story. Yeah, but if I didn't have time to like feel like a woman during the day, I had nothing to give him. And then I blamed, you know, all the things that went wrong on him when it wasn't that. It was that I didn't have time to fill my tank up. And so right now, I feel like I'm filling my tank up. I feel super sexy, and I'm able to work on the sexual transmutation. And I'm doing my career. I'm still missing, well, the mommy. And I'm... And, Look, I've spent, I was home with them for 15 years straight. So I feel like they got a really solid base when it comes to having that support from a mother. And I still wish I could be doing that more at this point in my life. Well, I think, I th- so this is what I think. Culturally, we are heading for a shift. And when that happens, there will be time for the things that you prioritize. And what that means, though, is that there will be a way in which we hold for ourselves. It's no one else's fault that we've fallen off. You know, we call it the patriarchy. We say all it is is a reflection of our loss of honoring of ourselves. We've just stopped claiming it. Yes. And we've, but we also don't understand. I don't know, like, what is it that you need to be the most, and whoever this is, and I want to say, I really want to hold space for any gender. It's not about being a woman or a man. It's who's going to hold the feminine energy. And sometimes it switches back and forth between parts of your life. No one's going to want to hold it though, if it's not valued. Cause I think exactly. that's what I'm running that's into right point. now. It's like, I'm being expected to make a paycheck, expected to be a sexy woman, expected to be mom of the year. And yet, Mom of the year is probably my role that I'm failing most at right now because it's the one that's not being valued in my current situation with divorce and that type of thing. Yeah. That the me as a stay-at-home mom was highly valued as a married woman. Highly valued. See, the minute the divorce happens, all of a sudden that role is like, why are you doing that? That's well, not see, important. I, Go get a job. I, I want to say something that's ki- slightly contradictory to what you're saying. And in my experience is that it wasn't highly, um, it wasn't even, it wasn't highly Ever valued, valued yeah. when I was someone's wife. And I have plenty of friends who feel the same way. Now, so half of them go out and get part-time work just to start feeling their value again. And what I'm saying is we're doing this with our hands tied behind our back because we don't have what we need to be the the amount of energy and creativity that we have could handle all of the things <laughs> that you need. There's no way that we can't handle a life if we feel honored and supported in our home that if our partners walk in and we're in the feminine role and we are dancing in the living room or we are in a bath in a meditation or we are in the backyard with our feet in the dirt, holding space for something that moved through us, or we're crying with a friend on a phone, or we're whatever we're doing is honored as a gift to the family. The same way the masculine goes out in the world and brings the paycheck in, and that's honored as the gift to the family. This is how collaboration is going to have to happen to heal these marriages that are become two men Two masculines running down the road, basically having a fist fight the whole way down about who's going to get enough sleep? Who's going to take care of the kids? How are we going to get this done? How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to... It's There's no magic. There's no opening. There's no space. It's this crazy drive forward. And then the woman's expected to then switch gears in the middle and become feminine 
in the bedroom. Yeah, you know, and then going back a couple weeks, and I think we mentioned this when we were talking about the book Open Her, that Karen Brody points out that many men say, oh, I just want a woman, my woman to be happy. Right. And that's all I want. And she says what that, what they're really saying in many cases is I want her to be a man during the day, get the job done. (laughs) And then I want her to switch. I want to be a woman at night. And what we're making the point of in this podcast is not possible. It is not possible to be open and compassionate and loving and spacious and there for your friends and there for your kids and there for the animals and, and there for the filling the home with this prayerful, beautiful, energetic that keeps the whole family like nurtured and alive and healthy. It's, it's physically healthy. And we're, what we're saying is that job is a job. It's one job. Like she needs to be doing that all the time because it's such a big job. She's doing it for your family. She's doing it for the world. Just the same way is when the masculine goes out into the work world Mm -hmm. and he's contributing to society by his job, but he's also contributing to his family when he comes home. So we all have these two places. And then our kids are taking what they learn. Are they making the world a better place by what we've created at home where they feel safe and loved and cared for? Or are they totally in a panic, anxiety, and depressed because it's just a fucking free-for-all at home because everybody's on their phones trying to get everything done, trying to get that done, and then they're going to watch TV in a complete zone-out space and have that be the time that they're spending together. And I just, I'm just so interested in this right now. I'm so curious. I don't think it's that people are any harder to live with than they've ever been and the 70% divorce rate and getting worse, Right. It's that when we don't know how to hold these two specific energies, the masculine that forges forward, the feminine that holds space, the woman and the man can both work. And that still can be created by having one who's holding this kind of directional space and one who's holding a more open space. If you don't get that balance going, there's going to be too much of one kind of energy, which creates friction and not enough of another. Now, if everybody suddenly decided in our culture to be feminine, and le- we would have no productivity. Well, I'm curious about how this is going to, how the shift is going to happen. Because yeah. I think that a lot of women in their 20s and 30s, they're not looking to get married and have kids and at the you know earlier ages or at the rate that it was in the past. And I think a little bit of that's coming from we've kind of come to just realize that we can't have it all. I don't agree. I don't agree, but I think that that's what's happening. That they're they're uh, becoming aware of like I can't have a job and a family and have time for myself and travel the world and nurture myself. Like they're no, they're realizing like they're watching their mothers and going like, oh, something had to give. My parents ended up divorced because there wasn't enough time to, for mom to nurture herself or whatever the story is. But maybe marriage is going to be one of the things it gives. See, that's an interesting thing because I love this sexual transmutation idea. I do think that the energies of the feminine and the masculine are meant to come together to grow bigger Mm -hmm. and that putting too much of the same energy together doesn't, you know, it's like you you can't live in one field. It's like walking with your left leg all the time, you know, eventually your white leg just, your white leg, your right leg, your right leg just atrophies and falls (laughs) off. So... The big question of the day 
is, is there a way for women to begin to really understand the value of the feminine, for men to understand the value of the feminine, for both to choose, do I want to be in the masculine or do I want to be in the feminine? For both to choose which parts of our day we want to choose for these two different energies. And to, raising our children. And how are we valuing. giving the support? Mm-hmm. So if we both choose, both parents choose, we want to be in our masculine energy most of the day. I'm going to be a lawyer. You're going to be a dentist, let's say. Then who's going to care for the family? Who's going to care for the kids? How are, how are we going to make that role still so important that we give it to our family? Who gives it? How do I do my job? Who's the one with the energy that wants to invest in that? Who's the one whose heart just says, oh, I'd love to be the one who, even though I'm working, can get to be the one who spends more time unearthing the feminine in our family and creating special moments. And But I need tons of time to do that at the end of the workday. I'm not just going to be able to walk in and we need to feel good about spending our time that way too. And so I didn't feel good nurturing myself if I knew out of the corner of my eyes somebody was looking at me and I was feeling judged for taking Absolutely. that time. Absolutely. And so the invitation to the masculine here, invitation to the feminine is clear. Get clear on what you need and what role you want. The invitation to the masculine is, do you see what you're giving up by not having the feminine? And maybe it's for the women too. So let's all listen to this. Do you see what you're giving up? You're giving up everything because you can't have everything until you have this connection that can create. The connection creates. We think we're doing all the work ourselves and we're going to make this happen. We're actually going to take it to a higher realm and this is where our little spiritual psychology selves are going to come in. We've been talking about co-creating. Mm-hmm can't co-create if you are empty inside. And I think that was the space I was in when I began going to school. I was so empty, so depleted. I was like seeking, God, where can I find some juice? And I started finding, getting my juice back when, not talking vagina juice, I'm talking creative (laughs) juice. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand. hand. (laughs) But I started getting that back when, um, you know, at school, they really pushed that Nurturing yourself is not like optional. optional. It is a must. And I was like, really? And they literally built it into the program of like, you must do something to write down every day what we did to nurture ourselves. And it was fascinating because in the beginning it was like, wow, I have nothing to write down. And then I realized when I started writing something down, I felt guilty for being able to write something down. Now, Three or four years later, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go do that for myself. Of course I am because I know when I do that, I'm going to come back home happier. I'm going to be a nicer mom. I'm going to be a nicer partner. And I'm claiming that I am valuable and I'm worth that time. And what ends up happening energetically is I end up getting more and more of that time to do those things because the universe provides for me in that way. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, Krista, as you were talking, I'm glad we've said what we've said. You know, we're right on the cusp of this, so we're really just learning about it. So if you find what we've said controversial, we're not going to be surprised because we're (laughs) still learning. But I just realized that we also have to honor that the masculine energy, man or woman, has to also have inside themselves time for the opening to the feminine. 
They need so, time to nurture themselves as well. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So they, they need the time for the opening inside themselves. They need that transition time to go from being, boom, masculine and delivering in the world and, you know, that kind of thing. So whoever is doing it, I'm not saying it's a man or a woman, but if you're doing that, you need to have the time to have that softer energy appear again in you. So you have patience and you have kindness and you have loving. Your cat and is hilarious right cat's now. Cat's going crazy. <laughs> cat's going crazy. So what I postulate is that we have some degree of feminine in each of us. Many women have a high degree of feminine that we are sublimating because we think we should be productive. And there's a ton of uncared for people, children, beingnesses, women, men, relationships, relationships. And we're at least we should check this out when we Mm -hmm. have a divorce rate of 70%. I know for me, disconnected from myself as a woman, feeling disrespected, feeling dishonored that I needed the time to do the things I needed to do. Only when it was directly related to my work, was it, did I feel good that I could leave my family for 18 hours and I was working the entire time I wasn't with them. And then I came right back online and I was mom again. So, yes, we're just inviting everyone to... We're just inviting to, everyone to think about this. Where are the, where's the invisible feminine? Where do, you invisible see feminine. The in, where do you not see yourself? Where does your partner not see you? Where is your feminine invisible to you? And how do we not honor that in our culture that's creating a culture? You're maybe just inviting our listeners to give themselves permission what a nice thing. Permission to nurture themselves. Do one thing for yourself this week that feels luxurious, knowing it's not luxurious. It's a must. And notice how you feel. Yeah. Notice how you feel when you've done it. You know, a bath doesn't cost anything. It does cost time. And we know that that can be an issue. But we have to invest in ourselves if we really believe in this feminine energy. If we want to meet a person who wants to be the masculine in our life, we have to be receptive. And you and I both know there's no receptive going on when you feel exhausted, when you feel depleted, when you feel dishonored. None of those things will make you open to the man who walks through the door and is like, hey, baby, it's Friday night. And we want everybody opening. We do. (laughs) And we're the opening girls. Ooh, that sounds juicy. It is juicy. And that's what we're talking about. We want we want people's marriages to be healthy and fun and light and loving. We want their kids to thrive. We want the universe to be a friendly, friendly place. We want all your hearts wide open. And we know that there's a large role of the feminine in here that really needs some attention in our culture and in ourselves. And it's up to us. Not demanding it, just holding space in our way okay you guys are awesome thank you thank you bye guys bye spread the love do you want the opportunity to see the gals of holy fuck in person if so go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next and yes I know I'm talking about myself in third person open your browser Type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, now, now. Thank you.